Hello and welcome back to the TTPA, Tatani Talks Perkei Avos, the year where we talk a Mishnah of Perkei Avos per day with sagely commentary and practical advice to say. We started the introduction yesterday. We are in Perak Aleph, Mishnah Aleph, with the wonderful commentary of the Mishnah elucidated, recently came out by Art Scroll and Masechus Avos. Moshe Kibbal Torah Misinai. Moshe received the Torah from Hashem at Har Sinai. We're going to go through the whole Mishnah, and then we're going to go through the commentary and some notes. God willing, you can feel free to follow along. If you want to get the Mishnah itself, feel free to get it from Artsul.com. So Moshe got the Torah from Hashem. He gave it over to Yeshua. Yeshua gave it over to the Zikinim, the elders, the sages. The Zikinim gave it to the Nevi'im, the prophets. Nevi'im asura la'anshikinesis agadola. And the Nevi'im gave it over to the anshikinesis agadola. Heim amru shalosha devarim. They said three things. Have misunim badin. You should be patient in judgment. You should have many students. Develop many students. You should make a fence around the Torah. So the actual explanation... The actual translation is as follows. The mission begins by giving a brief summary of the Mesorah, starting from the time the Torah was given at Harsina until the time of the Anshikinesis Agadol, who lived at the beginning of the Second Temple, 950 years later. So Moshe got it from Hashem, gave it to Yoshua, gave it to the elders, the elders gave it to the prophets, and the prophets gave it to the Anshikinesis Agadol. The notes point out, Moshe got both the written Torah and the oral Torah from Hashem and Harsina. The written Torah is the part of the Torah that is written down by Moshe, the Chamesh, the five books of Moshe. The oral Torah consists of the explanations and details of all the commandments recorded in the written Torah. These two were given to Moshe and Harsina. They are equally binding, as Rabbeinu Yonah points out. These were eventually written down in the Mishnah and Gemara. Misha introduces the ethical teachings of Avos with a statement to make clear that unlike the moral and ethical works that were written by non-Jewish scholars, which are products of human reason. The principles taught in this Mesechta, in this tractor, were given by Hashem to Moshe himself, as Rav points out. Moshe taught the Torah to all of Israel, however, he transmitted to his student Yoshua more than anyone else, because Yoshua was always at Moshe's side. He was the Mesharis Moshe, as Rashi and Shemos points out. Yoshua's understanding of the Torah was thus unmatched by anyone else in that generation, as Rabbeinu Yonah points out. He was therefore considered the one who transmitted the tradition to the next generation. The elders were the sages of Yoshua's time. They transmitted the Torah to the elders of the following generation. This continued until the period of the prophets, which began with Eli, the Kohen, and Shmuel Hanavi, as Rav points out. The period of the prophets lasted hundreds of years, from the days of Eli and Shmuel until the beginning of the Second Temple era, based on Hashanit. As Maganavos points out, and the Anshikinesis Agadola were the 120 great sages who lived at the beginning of the Second Temple era, including Zerubbabel, Saraya, Re'eliah, Mordechai Vilshon, the Mordechai of the Purim story, Nehemiah, Ezra, Sofer, and the prophets Chagai, Zechariah, and Malachi. They were called the Great Assembly because they returned the glory of God's name to a higher level than it had been for many generations. As Ralph points out, these men said many more than three things, but they're talking about three things that were important for the survival of the Torah. So they said... Three things. We're recording the first teachings of the Masechta, which come from the men of the Great Assembly. They said three things. Be delivered in judgment. The judge or rabbi who is deciding on a legal matter should take time to consider the case carefully before passing judgment. Even if he has decided similar questions many times before, he should not rush to a conclusion, Ralph points out, since there, these are often, and there are often important factors in the case that are not obvious at first glance, as Rashi points out. Making fair and just decisions ensure that the system of Torah law does not become corrupted. So they said, be patient in judgment, develop many students. A teacher of Torah should make a point of sharing his knowledge with as many students as possible. Even if he taught many students in the youth, he should continue to teach in his old age. 
Second expression of Rab. The more students a person teaches, the more Torah knowledge is spread in the world, and the less likely the Torah is to be forgotten, as Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar points out. And make a fence around the Torah, just as a person puts up a fence to protect a field, so to the sages should protect the Torah by establishing rabbinic laws around the biblical ones to keep people from transgressing biblical law. For example, the sages prohibited many activities on Shabbos, like climbing a tree, riding an animal, like Beitza points out, so that people not forget into activities that are biblically forbidden, like tearing off a branch, as Rav points out. So in general, we should remember where the Torah comes from, especially the Oral Torah, especially the Torah Shabbat Peh, especially Meseches Avos, my favorite Mesechta in all of the Torah. That's why we go through it every year here in Season 6 of the TTPA. And remember, be patient in judgment, not just for a daya, not just for a judge, but every one of us judge people all the time. I often say the only type of judgment we should do is judging the kavzchus, judging for favor of the benefit of the doubt, finding a benefit of the doubt develop many students, even if you're not a rabbi. You can develop a following. You can reach people, many, many people out there. The whole idea of the podcast, bringing it to the cybersphere. People could listen to it in Australia, in Israel, in New Zealand, all over the world. We can have students ourselves and make a fence around the Torah in your life in your ways, in your days. Make fences in life to protect your family, to protect those. Just as you have a real fence around your property, around your house, you should have a fence in spiritual matters and a fence in Torah matters as well every single day. Join us next time as we talk the second Mishnah here in Chapter 1 of Season 6 of the TTPA. And I'm your host, Tani.